What up, what up, what up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be with you guys. This is the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast presented by Woos Media. This is your host, Tyler, rocking with you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. I've got a lot of thoughts, have a lot of write-ins, a lot of people asking questions about some certain percolations inside of the Big Ten Conference, and I'm very excited to uh, to talk about things. So, Let's get into it. Let's let's uh, let's jump into this. Okay. Uh, as always, we're going to be going over the games. Uh, we only have five of them this weekend. Uh, kind of a, a sad sad time when there's only five. Now, like I said, a lot of people are on uh, buys and stuff like that, and it will pick up. Uh, you know, next week presumably, right? With uh, with I think there's seven next week, but only five this week. Uh, so we're going to be able to spend a lot of uh, deep diving a little bit more this week into certain teams and, and stuff like that, right? We're going to be able to really nail down uh, what these teams are going to be able to do or not do. But we're going to first address the the elephant in the room because I've had so many people, uh, you know, they call me Michigan Homer. They call me, you know, bias, all these things. The difference between me and a lot of people is I'll recognize my bias. Like I said, my dad, Michigan alumni, loves Michigan. Go blue. That's his thing. I grew up in that household. So of course I'm going to have a little bit of bias. He literally was, we watched Michigan games on Saturday. We recorded them even before DVR or TiVo, right? We would pop the little uh, VCR tape in the old thing and it would whiz and, and, and we'd be able to watch it later. So, uh, long, long before I, I've watched Michigan football. So uh, I want to get into that and uh, let me just look here at my notes and let's kind of dissect kind of what's going on here. So for those of you who are, are unaware uh, or, or, or you know outside of the Big Ten circles and stuff like that, there has been the NCAA has lost an investigation. There's a third party. I believe it's a Vegas firm that, you know, is trying to find or try to keep the uh, you know, sports gambling and stuff like that. They're kind of like the, not the policemen, but they, they, their firm does audits on stuff like that to make sure there's no, you know, game fixing and stuff like that because we want to have the fairest matches and, and the fairest sports in, in America. And this firm has now, uh, I believe, like, been hired by the NCAA to, to conduct an investigation into allegations that there was, there was a staffer, uh, a Michigan staffer that, uh, that would go to games that would record signals on the sideline or they would uh watch certain things to try to to try to get a leg up right now at first everyone was was outraged first i want to say to be honest with you i did not know this was this was a, a rule uh i knew i i, I as the common man, right? I, I was, I, I participated in collegiate sports, right? I was in track and field, cross country. I, I didn't do football, but as just the common man, someone that hasn't ever been a part of a NCAA football program, I didn't know that wasn't a thing. I would presume why people wear different colored shirts, why they have different signs, why they do all these things, why they have seven people showing signs to the offensive line and to the, the, you know, the, to get the play call in that that 
was because it was at some point, I guess, legal that the other team would look across the field and go, um, they did that flex motion or they tapped the heel or they, uh, you know, I, I don't even know, right? Uh, I remember in, in Little League, there were certain things that coaches would say in baseball and stuff like that. And you would be like, okay, this kid's stealing. And, and so not that, not that it, you use, you were just aware of your surroundings. And I was like, well, that's why to counteract people knowing what you're doing, they're doing all of this show, right? This, this performance prior to then get the playoff and, and the defense is not going to know regardless, right? So a lot of people immediately outrage. Now, of course, Twitter is not the real world. Uh, pundits on, on talk shows and, and on radio shows and even my podcast, I mean, a lot of them don't live in the real world. Uh, like I said, I, so many people, the, the first thing that they, they think is, is outrage, go to Twitter and post your biggest take on why Michigan should fire Jim Harbaugh uh, because he knew. And before the facts came out, it was like people want to be first instead of being right. And that's why I said over and over again, I want to be right. We'll continue to hold opinions. We're going to hold these things. But I've had so much of where my headspace is on this thing. That's why we're going to go over it. So number one, if you didn't know it was illegal before or it was frowned upon or whatever you want to call it, uh, you don't really get an opinion because we're learning this literally in real time. Like we are, we are experiencing this in real time. You and I, the most of the country outside of people that were probably within programs, um, they're probably the only ones that knew it and people that are gone on, right? So for football players, but the majority of us are not football players. So it is what it is. So, uh, I guess that's my first thought, right? The next one was they, the staffer would go to these games, he would buy him Seat Geek under his name, and he'd be recording things. Now, my initial thought was, okay, if there's a rule against it, probably shouldn't be doing it. Right. Now we've seen universities, they have towed the line before. We know with Cam Newton and Auburn, now there were allegations. Reggie Bush and USC, right? Uh, we can go on and on and on about colleges towing the line or pushing the line or going over the line and saying, what are you going to do? Catch me. It reminds me a lot kind of like, uh, I know, I know this may not be the best example, but a lot of the, the social media and stuff like that, when we saw them present information to Congress and they were like, yeah, we, we know your birthday. And they're like, well, how did you know my birthday? Well, it was part of the sign up process. Well, did I consent to that? Well, you clicked the little terms and agree agreement conditions. Well, that was a little check. Well, I didn't know that you were going to use that. Well, you know, it says in there that we can sell third party. There's so many things, right? We're getting into, into technicalities and stuff like that. But, uh, as I'm, as I'm, processing all of this this is where my head my head's kind of going a, a bunch of different ways so this guy was was allegedly you know videoing and stuff like that and what my first initial thought was and the why i went through the the congressional stuff was we live in a day and age where we've never had more technology right i heard a quote the other day it says we have you know neanderthal or paleolithic brains right very early man brains we have 19th century uh organizations and, and governance and we have 21st century technology and and if you want to believe that that was just a quote i heard i'm i don't necessarily know if i agree 100 percent with it but that's what i heard so we have all this technology in today's day and age we have people posting iphones videos tiktoks i mean literally there was controversy about nfl players doing tiktoks on the sidelines during games and pregame and how inappropriate it is and the sanctity of this world so much so my first initial one was like 
well, you don't think that there was a little kid that's videoed the sidelines before. You don't think that anybody could just go on Twitter and look up the game or follow the live game feed and see videos and stuff like that and be like, oh, they did a pass and that guy did a flex and that guy tapped his head three times and that guy did the brushing his teeth and that guy did, he, you know, uh, scratched his eyes. and uh, That was my first initial thought was, I, a, I didn't know it was a rule. B, why? Mainly because of that. I was like, all right, well, can we update it? There's obviously way more technology than what we've ever used. Now, you know, videoing the, the opponent's sideline, obviously, if it's, if it's, if it is what it is, I don't like that. It's against the rules. If there's repercussions, how much, how much did, did, did the staff know? Was it an intern? Was he acting on his own? All these things. And of course, people are going to be like, oh, that's why Michigan is good now, blah, 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 blah. What I think is, okay, bad thing happened, right? We're going to have a weekend of football. We're going to have, uh, you know, there's going to be stories and stuff like that. The NFL is going to come around. And a lot of times these things get swept under the rug and then we forget about that there isn't even an investigation. And then in January it comes out that, you know, so-and-so is going to be suspended and that guy is going to be fired because of, you know, wrongdoing. And we're going to be like, oh, yeah, Michigan was doing that. Or there was allegations against that. Like they had that happen. So my initial thought was, NCAA, and I've said this all along, NCAA, you, we need to get you up to the 21st century. There needs to be a commissioner. Football needs to be separate from the NCAA. There needs to be a, football needs to be different. It needs to be set aside. There needs to be different rules, whether it be conference rules, whether it be travel rules, what, maybe this rule specifically, right? There needs to be rules and we need to update the rules because some of them are just crazy, right? We even had the, I mean, and, and, and we even talked about rules that we would change in season transfers versus, you know, what the transfer portal is. We've got to have a governance and some form of regulation. And, and I know a lot of people freak out about that. Look, before, uh, you know, way before, long before, uh, you know, I was born, seatbelts weren't, uh, you didn't have to wear your seatbelt. And then they, they passed a law saying it. We've had vehicular fatalities crash by almost 90% because people were forced to wear seatbelts. Look, we can update it and it'd be a good thing and not take away anything away from the game, right? So the purists are happy, the newcomers are happy, but, but realistically, uh, and I didn't, and I, and I knew this, but I've, I've asked this question for quite some time. Why does the quarterback not have, um, uh, a, a mic in their helmet? Well, the, the opposing team, but look, the NFL has got it on lock. We know that they are very, very secure on the, 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 the communication between the coach giving the play and that, you know, each team has to be, it has to be checked to make sure there's not tampering. I mean, there's a million things with the NFL. Follow the NFL's example. Put, uh, a chip in the quarterback in the middle linebacker's head. Uh, I guess helmet, right? And allow them to call plays. Well, it's going to put a disadvantage to the spread offenses because they're not going to be able to spit out an entire play call. Well, guess what? You're going to be using codes anyway, right? You, we already say wide eight, wide eight, blue 42. You don't think we'll, you'll create a couple set of codes to be able to speed it up. No, you're fine. That was my initial one was, was put it in, put, put, uh, uh, a micro, not a microphone, a headset or whatever inside of the quarterback's helmet, inside of the middle linebacker's helmet. So there's always communication with the coaches. Like that's my first one. You can get the, the playoff. And if you don't, if you feel like the spread offenses, you don't have to use it, right? If, if you still want to do all the goofy signs and the stuff like that, it's fine. Have you noticed that a lot of 
coaches and stuff like that, they're like, yeah, this is kind of commonplace. You know, like they, a lot of people haven't really came out and defended it, but they're like, yeah, we, we know this happens. This is just one of those things. So let's update it. If we know that this is rampant, let's update our, let's update the policies. Let's get that in there. I think that's a great idea. Uh, and then I think that would go away from the ridiculous signs and the guys wearing seven different colors and all that stuff. It, it would help. Another one, right? Like if, if old school run a plane from the sideline, it's what we did in, in little wings, what you do in high school. What what's wrong with that, right? You can always do that. You don't have to be doing signs. Uh, as if the signs were the determinant of the game, I'm sorry. You had timeouts. You had different play calls. It's just, it's just factually untrue. Now, I know a lot of people on Twitter are going to disagree with me, and they're going to be argumentative and say that this isn't true. No, it is. It, it, it just... You know, it's not real life. You know, I think America, there's only 5% of us on Twitter. So it, it's just not real a fake outrage. But that's kind of that. But the biggest thing that I took away from it is I think we need to update some laws, uh, or rules and regulations, have more regulation in the fact that I think we need to have a commissioner. Football needs to be separate. We've talked about that ad nauseum. And then now let's put, let's put headsets in the quarterback's, uh, helmet and be able to, to call things. Offensive coordinators, they know what they're doing. A lot of times they give the, their, they allow the players to audible and stuff like that. So signs are just an aspect of it. If they're still in signs and stuff like that and it's, and it's against the rules, there should be repercussions. I fully, I fully stand by that, but it's kind of silly that, that. You know, there are certain things like that. But that was my initial thought. Another one, I don't know how deep this goes. We're going to continue to monitor the situation. Uh, I don't want to spend too much more time on it. But that's that's where my brain went, was uh, we see things, it happens, technology happens so fast. And then we, because we have older institutions and older laws and, and, and to be able to get something in front of it, it just takes so long. And the, the college coaches that we have one guy that, you know, was a grad assistant two years ago and he's 24 trying to get a head coaching job or he's the, the offensive coordinator and we have a guy that's 95, right? We're dealing with multi-generational uh, and I think we need to adapt to the, the technology, use the technology for good, what it's intended for. Uh, if you broke it, if you broke a rule, then there should be repercussions. If you knew that was a rule and you knew about it, We'll see. But that was kind of what my initial thoughts were. So that, I don't want to spend any more time on that. Thank you, guys. That is where it's at. I'll let you guys know uh, more thoughts as the investigation kind of uh, simmers down and, 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 and rolls out and, and whatever the, the repercussions may be. Let's jump into this weekend. Uh, a lot of games that uh, I like the favorites on. There are a couple games I'm really excited to watch. There's a couple games that I think are just going to be there and are going to happen. And I think there's... Um, one game that is just kind of there, and I'm like, well, let's see what happens. So to start off, Penn State against Indiana, uh, Penn State's going to ba- bounce back in a big way here. Uh, they they look good. I mean, let's not take this away. Ohio State is a good football team. Uh, I know I was kind of hard on Penn State, calling them little brother. You're third in the conference. You continue to be third year in, year out. 11-2 and two isn't cutting it. No, it, it, it is. Uh, they, they played their hearts out. That was a good Ohio State team, uh, you were on the road. I, do I think James Franklin needs to lose his job? Absolutely not. Do I think anyone needs to get fired? Absolutely not. I think sometimes the ball bounces your way and sometimes they don't. That day it just didn't for Penn State. Uh, going back, I, I rewatched the game. I liked a lot of what Penn State did. They did have opportunities to win. They just didn't execute. They're going to come back. Right now the line's minus 32 in favor of Penn State. I think they're going to absolutely uh, obliterate this this Indiana team. I think they're going to, like I said, kind of come out with a chip on their shoulder. 48-7 Penn State really not much else that I have um, I, Indiana is not a good football team uh, despite watching it and trying to find anything positive it, they're just bad uh, they continue to put up just bad results and just not look very good I think there's going to be more of the same with the Penn State game 
Next game up, we've got Northwestern taking on Maryland. Now, I was hesitant in this game coming off of a bye. I was like, the last game we saw uh, was Maryland losing last second kick to Illinois. Illinois had been struggling at that time. They were at home. Now they're going to go on the road to Evanston. Look, I think they, they, they spent the week, uh, they, they had a buy. They're coming off of a buy. Loxley, not notoriously great off of a buy. Uh, but personally, I, I like this. I like, uh, them as an away favorite. Uh, he is here at Maryland three and four as an away favorite. So not as many. So sitting around 50%. I think that these guys are going to, uh, I think they're going to cover the number right now. The number's 13 and a half. Northwestern just didn't look super great against Nebraska. I think Maryland's, uh, at least a step above Nebraska. I think their their offense is going to come out. So they're going to look good. I think they're going to be in rhythm, in sync. And I think they're going to be this, this, uh, this Northwestern team. Uh, I have 28 10. Uh, I think Maryland jumps out to uh, early score, you know, 14 to 3. Uh, they followed up with a 21 to 3. It goes 21 10, and then they get a final touchdown, but they hold Northwestern. Don't think it's going to be high scoring, but I do think it's going to be a good game. Uh, Maryland, they've, they've got to get back on track. They haven't hit a bowl game yet. Uh, they are playing to become bowl eligible here. Um, as long as it's not a look ahead game to that Penn State game on November 4th, which I find it hard coming off of a bye that that would happen. Uh, that's why I'm signing with the ter- Terrapins here and the 13 and a half. That's a big number to eat, uh, especially against Northwestern, but hey, we're going to do it. Next game up, we've got Minnesota taking on Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State's bad. Uh, we know this, similar to Indiana. We've bet against them a lot of times and have came away with good things. I feel like we've nailed them. We've we've taken them when they've been dogs. It's been good. It's been taken them with favorites. They've been it's been fine. Uh, I, I again, even though uh, you know the, the number was twenty four and a half against Michigan, I think Michigan is a class above Michigan State, if not a couple classes above Michigan State at this point. I don't think Minnesota is. I think Minnesota coming off against the win against Iowa, it's going to be a lot easier to uh, be a little bit more lackadaisical, uh, not be as buttoned up now. I believe there is snow in the forecast. It is going to be cold. We're getting into late October, right? Beginning of November. Uh, but right now, Minnesota's catching seven points. I just don't like that number for Minnesota. Uh, they beat Louisiana, sure. They covered the, the number. They barely covered against Eastern Michigan, and they couldn't against Nebraska. I think Nebraska is just a smidge better than Michigan State, but not much. And uh, Minnesota barely beat Nebraska 13-10. I think it's going to be a lot harder for Minnesota to, like I said, coming off of that win, uh, going back home. I still think they're going to win. I still think they're going to cover the number. Uh, 21-17 in favor of Minnesota. I think they get the win. Uh, they're sitting pretty right now. They're, they're feeling a lot better about themselves. Uh, they, what are they, 5-3 uh, and three looking at the final couple games. They're still alive in uh, that side of the conference to make it to the conference championship game. I think they get the win. Uh, there's not a look-ahead game with Illinois on the schedule next. So I think they take care of business. I just don't think it's going to be by that many points. Go MSU plus seven, uh, but Minnesota with the outright win. Next game up, we have Purdue taking on Nebraska. These next two games are the games that I'm very, very excited to watch. Uh, Nebraska, obviously, with a couple of stunners beating Illinois and Northwestern. Those were two games that I had written them down to lose. So they've proven me wrong in those games. Against Purdue, I think they're going to beat, uh, I think they're going to win. Now it's at home, uh, a three-game win streak. Uh, geez, when was the last time you heard of a three-game win streak? Uh, it has not happened. I have the history historical uh, record up they have not had a three-game win streak um 
since 2018. They didn't have one in 18, and I don't have 2017 uh, right now. But 2018, no. 2019, no. 2020, no. 2021, no. 2022, no. There, uh, this would be a three-game win streak. I know there's a buy in the middle, but still a three-game win streak. I think they're going to do it. I, I think Nebraska, they've proven me wrong. I, I think Rules got uh, a little bit faster than what I thought he was going to be able to. Maybe that's just the talent that they had there. There's still a lot of work to be done for Nebraska to be become a perennial favorite uh, in the Big Ten. But I I think this is going to be a great game. I don't think they're going to blow them out. Again, Purdue is a tough team to, to predict. We're, we're, we're predicting a team that is coming off of a bye, an ugly loss followed by a bye. So they could come out and look uh, look amazing. But I want to side with Nebraska here. 24-21 in favor of Nebraska. I'm right now, Nebraska's uh, minus 2.5. Uh, if that number runs higher, then obviously you're going to want to grab it. I, I think it's 3 is right where it's going to land. I had this even before I looked at the line. I have things power rated. So I like it. I think there's a little bit of, of value there. I think Nebraska is going to be end up pulling out the win. Uh, Purdue has a tough stretch here in uh, Nebraska, Michigan, Minnesota. Uh, Purdue has played well at times and have t- at times just not looked super great. I think uh, Nebraska is going to be able to pull off the win here. Finally, the last game of the day. Uh, you guys know that I love Wisconsin. I've been huge, a huge Badgers fan uh, this entire year. We've talked a lot about the Wisconsin where we didn't last year. Look, they just came back from the biggest uh, deficit since, geez, it was like 2016 or something like that. Uh, it was a you know, multi-score deficit, and they came back and won. Now, Illinois is not a very good football team this year. They're very young, uh, a lot of inexperience uh, on that side, but they came back and won, and we talked about that could be... Uh, Uh, a rallying call, right? Kind of like a war cry to Wisconsin. Now, this Ohio State team is better than them. Uh, Now, you know, you're getting into the fickle, uh, you know, fickle used to work there and and, and things like that. I don't think it's going to matter. I think this Wisconsin team is good. I don't think they're Ohio State good. I think it's going to take another year probably before they're Ohio State good. Uh, I'm looking at this game, 35-21. I actually had it at 14. It's plus 14 and a half right now. Uh, so Ohio State would have to win by 15. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to say Wisconsin uh, loses the game, but I think it's going to be close, 35-21. Uh, initially, at the beginning of the season, I put this as a potential upset for Ohio State. After last week uh, watching Wisconsin play in the last couple of weeks, I just don't think they're quite as uh, as good as what I what I initially predicted. I still think this team is going to win this side of the conference. I still love the Badgers. I'm not selling my Badger stock. I just think that I didn't realize how big... I, I think Fickle's doing a great job in the rebuild. I didn't know at what extent he would need to redo it, so I thought they'd be a little bit further along. And it's okay. He's installing new offense, new defense, a lot of different things. Uh, now, if it's year three and I still feel like this, then there's going to be an issue. This is year one. Not even worried. Uh, but there's no look-ahead game for Wisconsin. They take on Indiana next. No real look-ahead game for Ohio State. They take on Rutgers. I think this is going to be... Just a great, great matchup between the Badgers and the Buckeyes. I think the Buckeyes are, are a little bit better uh, offensively and defensively. Uh, defensively, uh, 35-21 Buckeyes. All right, so this has been another edition of uh, the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. I thank you guys so much for listening. I I really appreciate all that, you know, all the love and, and everything that you guys give to me. 
and uh, let me know uh, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Of course, this is your guys' podcast. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, really, we're, we're ending, we're winding down the season. And just kind of as a bit of, uh, you know, note, I wanted to let you guys know we will be doing a podcast in the next couple of weeks. And then I am actually on vacation. I had planned this with my wife Uh we have gone on many vacations, but we plan one big vacation, and uh, it's for her birthday. So in a couple of weeks, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think we're still going to try to release one podcast uh, for that one, but stay tuned. That's, that's I think, you know, two or three weeks away uh, before we get into that towards the end of the season. But, of course, we love talking Big Ten football. Thank you guys so much for the support. Let me know if you feel the same way about the Harbaugh situation, about the Michigan situation is what I really should call it because uh, it seems as though Harbaugh didn't know. Uh, but we'll see. Um, let me know if you think I'm just being silly, uh, if I'm being a, a homer or, or what. Uh, let me know what your guys' thoughts are, and I'd be so very grateful to hear them. Thank you guys so much for uh, everything. We'll talk to you guys at the conclusion of uh, of the games of week nine games in the big 10 have a great weekend